guys, welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary. I'm here with Josh and Brock. Again, how are you guys doing? Uh, fine. Thank you, Mary, for asking. Did you hear I said again? I said it like really upbeat, just to make sure you know, like I'm <laughs> excited that we're doing this again. Uh, I felt some enthusiasm that yeah. I normally don't feel, so yeah. that was nice. Oh, gosh. I was letting Brock comment first, and then I was also going to say, fine. As well. We're all fine. Yeah. We're doing, all doing great. great. <laughs> awesome. Well, if this is your first time on The Breakdown, we take a bite-sized portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship, and we break it down. This is just an opportunity for you, hopefully, to just learn more about God's Word and walk away having, like, learned something really new, but something that you can apply to your life and kind of making the Bible come alive for you, I hope. And mm -hmm. so, and it's a resource to the weekend. So if you hadn't heard um, the weekend teaching at Hope, we definitely encourage you to go listen to that either after this if you haven't. Um, but this past weekend, we finished up a series, our summer series, and we were going through the book of Hebrews. And are you guys like, I'm genuinely kind of sad it's mm. over. It's been great. Yeah, this is one of my favorite letters or books of the Bible. I yeah, love Hebrews, it so is. it is yeah. a little sad. I think I've always liked it, but now I'm like, obsessed with it <laughs> after we've studied it and everything. So, so if you good. haven't heard any of the other breakdown of this series, I would recommend also going back and listening to those. Benjamin. So yes, Benjamin, go and catch up. But um, we finished up this series and Pastor John uh, talked, really honed in on on chapter 13 and kind of those closing simple thoughts. And I love it because he really just boiled everything down. It was like, here's the simple action and the simple gospel that we've been invited to be a part of. And so that's where we're going. We're actually taking from chapter 13 today. Yeah. And uh, yesterday, as we were getting ready for this, we were talking about how cool it is that the author of Hebrews, he's not just kind of wrapping this up. He's just, he's kind of like going for broke. I mean, he spends this final chapter you know, just continuing to, yeah. to kind of stir the pot, as it were, which is really interesting. And as we were talking about that, uh, just the—it's really encouraging. It's also it's also challenging. Um, but th what the author is um, saying to his readers, uh, it kind of uh, brings to mind a little bit of like, what if what if we were being instructed um, that in order to say follow Jesus, we had to give up something like. Easter or Christmas or something so important to us with such memories and things like that. Scandalous. You know what I mean? Scandalous. Like yep. just imagine what what that would feel like for someone to say, hey, to, to, to have a true relationship with God, you have to give up something that means so much to you like that. And that's what we're talking about yeah, today. Yeah, and that's sacred too. Absolutely. Sacred, yeah. And that's what, yeah, that word will come up probably a few times uh, as we go through this today. Uh, we're looking specifically uh, at chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. So why don't I read those and then we'll jump on in. So beginning in verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I feel like we could read that and stop, and it'd be a whole bunch of Beautiful. really good stuff. <laughs> verse 9, so do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food, which don't help those who follow them. We have an altar from which the priests in the tabernacle have no right to eat. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin. And the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. 
Love that. That's a chunky one. That's quite a few verses. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, there really is. And um, one of the reasons that we kind of landed there is when I was reading it, I was kind of like, wait, wait, slow down. Wait, what is this? What is being said here? I think there's a lot of throwback, um, a lot of things that are being um, kind of communicated that this audience would understand, but maybe we wouldn't. That was a huge challenge for me as I read this. I was just thinking, man, I wish I could just go back in time (laughs) and be there with them to truly understand what it's like to Mm -hmm. follow the Levitical laws and to understand what it's like to be this audience. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that this was a really great passage, but it's so important to know some of those things about um, this verse specific, this passage really. And so a couple of things, if you are catching up, or maybe this is your first time with us, at the book of Hebrews, the author, it's only under speculation, like we don't know for sure who it is, um, but he is writing to a Jewish audience, and they are Christians, so they are You guys have said he a couple times. There's some theories out there, it could have been a she. Is there really a theory about that? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm shocked so, by that. I would yeah. have thought like it would definitely be a guy because of in that well, patriarchal because the, that's why maybe the author is anonymous because maybe a female oh. wrote it. So, but no one knows for I sure. It's all it. it's all guesswork. Hey, all I'm guesswork. For yeah. it. <laughs> all guesswork. True. And so this audience, but for sure we do know they're Jewish Christians. Everything about instead this. of uh, author, we'll just start saying uh, Mary when Mary wrote this or okay, Mary I'll take speak. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad idea at all. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so this um, audience, Jewish Christians, like. I said, and um, they're suffering really difficulty, persecution. And this letter is all about, hey, do not go back to what you used to do, what you used to know. Don't give up on your faith. Jesus is better. That is the anthem of this. Don't stop believing in him. And so um, bon this Jovi. is really continue. Bon jo- <laughs> in the words of Bon Jovi, just kidding. We know it's journey. It's journey. I was going to say it's journey. That's yeah, journey. Okay, good. I was going to call that to okay. um, yeah, And right. some people are going to get that inside joke and some are not, and that's okay. Um, but uh, in here, um, we're going to just kind of jump right on in. And I think that one of the things I would say about context is kind of what I was mentioning before. The law is super important to understand, or at least certain parts of it, to have a, a general idea of them. And that's going to pop up in here. So I won't get too ahead of myself, but those will kind of show up as we go through this verse. Yeah. So this section really helps us understand this was a Jewish audience because of the understanding that they would have had to mm-hmm. have here, and also that they were under persecution for believing in Jesus. It all comes shining through, and this, like we've talked about, this author seems like they could have just wrapped things up here, but they give one last little, hey, hold on to Jesus, don't give up, yeah. this way is better. Yeah. Verse 8, the, and Josh said it earlier, we could read that one all the time, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's just stop there <laughs> to, the, to this, this, this group of people that's hearing this. He's the same. He doesn't mm-hmm. change. So and then he goes into the rest of what he has to say here. Don't go back to those or don't go to strange teachings. Don't go back to returning to the things that people are telling you about Judaism. Yeah. Don't go back to those things. Um, but instead, hold on to Jesus. And so like in Ephesians, it talks about build each other up so you're not taken adrift by these strange teachings, the same kind of thing, hold on, encourage each other. But one of the strange teachings in here was about ceremonial foods, about what people ate, what people sacrificed. Yeah. Um, and the author's telling us here that those things are, are, are in the past, and we should be strengthened by what's going on internally, by grace that God gives us. And grace is a, a wonderful biblical yeah. word, which means we get favor and forgiveness and love, even though we don't deserve it. Yeah. And in Hebrews uh, chapter 9, verses 9 through 10, says there's an idea in there. He talks about for the gifts and sacrifices the priests offer, they're not able to cleanse the consciousness of the people who bring them. So they, mm-hmm. they're they just the ex- external things. 
for the old system only deals with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonies, um, they were there until a better system could be established. Now here's this better system. And the things that happened in the tabernacle were only ceremonial. They were only external. But this grace thing is internal. Yeah. And so he's putting this contrast of why would you go back to external things when you have these internal things yep. that are happening to right. you? And so that's kind of a neat point just to get started here. Like, why would you go back? Those ceremonial things, they can't really do a whole lot. And it's interesting. It sounds, the fact that he brings up uh, the food rules and then goes into like altar, sacrifi- altar sacrifices, it sounds kind of like random, but yeah. it's It's really interesting to think about. Uh, so food, um, having these like regulations and rules, uh, but also what food is. So food nourishes me, uh, but also is is by adhering to like rules and regulations and stuff like that, I can kind of be nourished in a in a spiritual way of sorts, mm-hmm. right? And so, and kind of this one weird fell swoop, the author, he or she, is <laughs> he's kind of uh, he or she is approaching uh, the kind of different aspects of that nourishment, right? Internal, external, um, uh, the the rules, the regulations, the nourishment, things like that. It's it's pretty cool what he's doing here. Yeah, let's go for the internal, and then they get into like here's where it's really insider Jewish information that takes place. So you'd have to know what Yom Kippur was Yom Kippur. at this moment, which mm-hmm. is Hebrew for the Day of Atonement. Yes. And so this huge Jewish celebration where you really celebrate God's forgiveness of the priesthood, God's forgiveness of all the people. And so Yom Kippur was this big event that they would take two animals, two goats. Yep. One of them would be sacrificed at the altar and blood poured over the altar, signifying the cleansing. Yeah. So pause, like also the blood. So if you weren't here for some of those other ones, the tabernacle— the blood that he's talking about that would be sprinkled, he's the priest is going into the Holy of Holies where only God's presence was, only could go in there after all this yeah, and stuff only, they had to go through. Only at this time could they go in yeah, there. Yeah, to cover right. the sins. Yeah, and then the other goat was taken out in the wilderness, kind of this cool symbolic ceremony. They placed their hands on the goat yeah. and they released the goat out of the wild. This idea that your sins are now forgiven, they're taken away from you. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, all this is going on in the, in the reader's mind as he talks about what happens at Yom Kippur. And so, did you find out anything about where that name comes from, Yom Kippur? Uh, I, I I think it is uh, just Hebrew for day of. Did you have a joke there, Josh? You were looking I, at me. I have a theory. Okay, all right. Well, first of all, serious day of atonement. Yeah, it, that's kind of where this comes yeah. from. Yeah, right? you probably if you haven't heard of Yom Kippur, you probably heard of that one. But I just kind of imagine uh, maybe early on, like Aaron, you know, making these sacrifices. It smells good. They get to eat some of the meat, and they're like, yum, yum, yum. Yeah, I don't know if that. And then it stuck. Where <laughs> I, I think that's actually accurate. So. I, I don't. I wouldn't uh, put any weight on that. Let's one be at very all, clear so. before we move on. That is not Yom true. Yom is Hebrew for medium rare. Yeah, and so <laughs> there's this old altar that they came to for their Yom 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 fest here, the Yom Kippur, <laughs> and that sacrifice was made, and the priest couldn't partake of that sacrifice because a lot of times the meat from the animals that would be how the priests were nourished right. and so they'd get their nourishment yep. and they'd say yum yum yum, 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 yum. and but on yom kippur <laughs> the atonement sins those animals and their internal organs and things were taken outside of the camp uh to be to be burned but there was atonement for the entire sins of israel it was this huge deal this day of atonement and so now the author is saying look even that sacrifice that was ceremonial that was external temporary temporary but with, there's the new altar that we have, which I think probably refers to the cross yep. where Jesus mm-hmm. was sacrificed. And that's where, and think about the priest could only go in there once a year. Now, everyone has access, we've talked about before, to mm-hmm. Jesus, to God's presence all the time. 
your sins are forgiven once for all, which is a huge theme of Hebrews. It's not just this temporary thing. It's for all time. So now we get to go to this new altar, and we get to, like the priest couldn't eat, but we get to partake in some way of what Jesus did for us. So he's our new sustenance. Mm -hmm. And so all these beautiful things about this new altar, and so again, why would you go back? And the, the, even the priests of Aaron would give anything to have this kind of access, to have this yeah. ceremony that does internal things. So we're even getting a higher privilege than the priests. And so it's like, look, remember all those priests and how wonderful that was throughout your history? Your privileges are even higher mm -hmm. now because of what Jesus did for you, which mm -hmm. is a very amazing. amazing thing to think yeah. about. So That's awesome. Moving on. Any comments? Any questions? Concerns? That's just plain good. That's just plain, plain good. good. All right. It is practically so. Even going back to verse eight, where the the author says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. I mean, how practical is that? Is that for us to, as Christ followers within community, remind one another of that? Like, like I need this, um, and and you can kind of encourage one another, or whatever, uh, to be nourished by the one who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, and like so an internal nourishment. And yeah, then in Hebrews, it even talks about don't give up meeting together, mm -hmm. as some are in the habit of doing, because we need to encourage each other all the more as we see the day approaching. Yeah. And so to be reminded of like, hey, Jesus is so much better, and Jesus forgives you, and you can partake, and it's just a beautiful thing to, to, to be reminded of that. And then I mentioned earlier in verse 11, they talk about taking the bodies outside of the camp. Mm -hmm. And so that was just something that did it in Yom Kippur. And so the author is setting that up here, that... Jesus also was sacrificed outside of the camp, right? outside yeah. of Israel, outside of the city gates. Very literally, like geographically he Taken was. Yeah. yeah, so there he was outside the camp, and out there is where he bore our sin and removed our sin for us. And so he's painting this geographical picture of like, why would you go back into the city mm -hmm. where the ceremonies are when you could go outside the gate where Jesus was sacrificed and there find all of your sin removed. So don't go back into the camp. Mm. Uh, I was doing quotes. No one can see that on a podcast. But I was doing, don't go back into the camp <laughs> where that ceremony was going on. The way you on. said it, I felt like I could hear the yeah, you, could hear, like, you could hear exclamation camp. points. Camp. <laughs> and so stay with Jesus. Uh, let us go to him outside the camp is, is, is what it says in Hebrews. And even then it, it, it ups it a notch. It says, bearing the disgrace he bore. So Jesus was disgraced, mm -hmm. and so don't go back. Go to where Jesus is and what his sacrifice has done, and even be willing, as you suffer, there might be some, be some disgrace that you suffer from yourself. Right. But he did it. He's our example. Keep following Jesus. It's better. Stay outside the camp where Jesus is. So he uses this idea of the bodies being taken out of the sacrifices, Jesus being taken outside to be crucified as a reminder for us to stay outside of that mm -hmm. camp and stay with Jesus. And that's hard. That is it's probably easy for us to hear this today and go, oh, yeah, yeah. cool. Outside mm -hmm. the camp. I love camping, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but but for, for the author to be telling this to uh, Jewish uh, men and women, to, yeah. to these Hebrew men and women, uh, that, that, you know, calling back to that intro earlier, yeah. that's why this would be like someone telling us, you can't do Christmas anymore. You have to forsake Christmas. Because Yom Kippur Easter. was yeah. a massive part of mm -hmm. their celebration of and then just all the symbolism that went with it. Yeah. And now he's saying, hey, leave that. And so like that would be so difficult because that's a major holiday in your calendar. Totally. It'd be like our, all of a sudden our calendar's off now. December 25th would mean nothing yep. to us. So it's familial. It's nostalgic. It's the thing that I've clung to uh, 
for like assurance of my own like right standing before God. Mm-hmm. It's it's the thing that it gives me a sense of I have control over knowing like where I stand before him and what my future looks like. And like not only that, but there I could even look to the Old Testament and maybe kind of read it with, through a lens that makes it look like the Old Testament's telling me this. And and so for, for someone to come along and go, but in Christ, yeah. that's been turned on its head yeah. is so significant. Yeah, and we can't, I think it's so important to just like, really take a moment and recognize like how really, really difficult that had to be. Because like you said, like you use the word familial, like they're, this is like their identity, like that they've had for so long, this identity that they found in their community. And I think sometimes like, you know, I'm assuming most people listening are American or at least in American culture. And it's, you know, we don't really have, that's kind of lost a little bit on us, this idea of just like being really tight knit in this community and being bound together by this tradition. And there's this probably comfort in like, hey, this is what we do. This is who we are. And he's saying like, come out of that, that, that kind of, that's kind of scary. You know, it's like, this is everything I know but this is better, you know? And be willing to walk outside of that yeah. and be disgraced. Yeah. Yes. And suffer. Like Jesus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, it, yeah, it's just really, it's it's mind-boggling uh, that the author then is calling these people to look back one last time, like all the old ways. It's it, Jesus is better. Mm-hmm. It's worth even the disgrace. And mm-hmm. so we live in this tension of what's happening in this life, but also in the life to come. But knowing that as we go to Jesus, there's going to be for removal of sin, forgiveness of sin, hope. Uh, we, we get something better than the high priest could have ever had. We get his presence all the time. We get to partake of Jesus. Um, and Mary, I'll, I'll give her credit, she found a resource. And, oh, and yeah. so, yeah, so on the Bible Project, mm-hmm. they talk about these sacrifices. And so that really helps understand kind of the context. And so do you want to mention yeah, that real quick? Yeah, I mean, first of all, if you don't have the Bible Project app, do that right after this. Go download it. The videos are on there too. Um, And they're very helpful. And we've talked about them time and time again on here. But um, So when you say app, you mean the thing on your phone or you mean like an appetizer? Oh, yes. Let, let me speak in a millennial like here. Fr- oh, okay, um, good. Yeah, cheese fries. So. On your phone. <laughs> uh, okay. I didn't realize they had an app. I they just always do, go yeah. on the YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah. great. YouTube and so, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and so... Um, and I actually found one that was on the book of Leviticus. So... The book of Leviticus is where all the laws are really explained. So these laws, they knew, they understood, they lived, are explained in there. But you can read them and be like, what does that even mean? And even in Leviticus, like, what is it, 15 and 16 is all about Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. So if you want to read more about that, that'd be a good place to go. Yeah, and this uh, particular passage, also um, Leviticus 11 and Leviticus 4, sin offerings for Leviticus 4, um, that's in there. But there, this particular video that we'll put in the show notes. It really explains um, just the whole layout of it and, and talks about Yom Kippur. And just to see that even when you hear all about the law and kind of have a better understanding of how like big and brilliant it is of what Jesus did, that he came and when you're listening to this video, and, and I, I hope that you go do listen to it, it's like, wow, in, in one fail swoop, Jesus conquered all of this mm-hmm. and like replaced not just conquer, but like replace all of this. Mm-hmm. And so it's really amazing just to see like how how awesome he is. And they are so good at their presentation. Yeah. And these videos are all about seven, eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. So they're not too daunting. Yeah. And they present it in such a way that makes so much sense. And so mm-hmm. I just absolutely love the Bible a, Project, what they've gift. done. It's a really sweet little blessing. And it's free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. Josh. Yeah. Are we befuddled? 
Almost. Or you look a little, I don't know, vexed. You look a little he, pale. No, I was going to say pale. I was going to say maybe befuddled. Are you befuddled by this at all, Josh? A little bit. So we, That was a smooth transition. Yeah, it was just so smooth. Thank you for doing wasn't that. It wasn't planned at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we talked a little bit about, we talked about 13s going out outside the camp, right? Uh, 14, let me mention that real quick. So it says, for we we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come, okay? Yeah. And so he, you, I think you referenced a second ago, but just to emphasize that a little bit more, um, what a cool little nod to the fact that we're like citizens of heaven, like we're sojourners here, right? And so I, I think what, what he's even alluding to here is faith in Christ. Uh, we talked about this in the past weeks, but that kind of, uh, that, that sense of being able to look ahead to what's to come. So we experience Christ and his blessing now, but there's also so much more to come. And so all that being said, as we read through uh, lots of Hebrews, specifically this passage, and it, and, it's, and he's talking about this kind of like, leave that behind and turn to this new way of living in Christ. I think it would be really easy to um, to go, well, then what about things like pursuing holiness. What about spiritual disciplines? You know, yeah. the thing that I guess that befuddles me, not necessarily about this passage, but maybe the way in which we kind of interpret stuff like this uh, as believers often seems like uh, a way to go, oh, well, then spiritual disciplines are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's legalistic. Look, we're, we're talking about going outside the camp, leaving that stuff behind maybe. I've even heard, uh, I, I remember a, a buddy once telling me from reading this uh, verse about going outside the camp, oh, well, then I'm not going to go to church on Sundays anymore. I'm going to go be amongst Mm. people who aren't believers. Like, I'm going to go outside the camp like Jesus did. So it's a really kind of interesting thing that I think happens here when when we kind of take that and kind of run with it. And it shows you how important it is good biblical interpretation is. Totally. Because it's not saying to leave the camp of Christians. Yeah, nothing about this. There's an encouragement to be with other Christians and hold on and go to Jesus. And, And the spiritual disciplines, like we mentioned earlier about don't give up meeting together, these are all things we need to do so that we can continue to hold on and trust in Jesus and be reminded yeah. of how great he is. And so spiritual disciplines become foundational, fundamental, mm-hmm. so necessary in us to continue this journey of holding on. And here's, so in, even going back a little further to verse 12, Jesus also suffered, suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. So even that idea of the author bringing up sanctification here, I think is so important. Um uh, and, and where my mind goes is, is what that means. Like, what does sanctification mean? So there's kind of these two aspects of it. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about this too. But uh, so one is is like a positional sanctification. So I've I've been justified. I'm I'm righteous. I've been cl- cleaned and cleansed, and that has happened, and it's a once for all thing. And I have this right standing before God. But we also know through Scripture that we're continuing to be sanctified, right? Mm-hmm. So that's this progressive type of sanctification. And so that in and of itself, I think is so helpful to understand because it does show me, yes, because of Christ, I'm right before God, but I'm also still maturing as a believer. I'm also still growing in my relationship with God. It's so important that I continue to pursue Him and fill my life with disciplines that position me before Him so that He can continue to change me. You should write a book called Hebrews or something like that. A coffee table book? No, I mean, because that's Hebrews right there. (laughs) It is. That is Hebrews. Yeah, yeah. and I think it would be easy to think that that, that's not. But if you really go back and read Hebrews, that's in there. Like, So I think it's easy, you know, some of the verses that we focused on even in the messages and stuff, but 
think a few weeks back uh, on the weekend teaching maturity, you know, and even in, in Hebrews, it talks about it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. Like, so that's not missing here. You know what I mean? And so I think that there's such a balance Mm -hmm. to it. It's not, Hey, here's a free for all. Mm -hmm. It's a, there's freedom, freedom to follow, freedom to, to carry these things and to carry these burdens. But I think that if we truly read it as a whole, we'll see that in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it might be a really good idea to go back now and read these verses we just did today Mm -hmm. and even read the book of Hebrews with all this lens to look through. It really adds a lot of rich, beautiful meaning to the, to the reading. Yeah. Yeah, And you probably felt like, okay, I feel like I've heard the same thing over and over and over again. And I found that usually in life, I need to hear something like six times before I like finally like, oh, that's what you're trying to say to me. I got it now. And so I think that that hopefully like by the end of this, like we're finishing up, this is really the cherry on top and um, that you will be so, so encouraged and go back and read Hebrews all the way through like one through 13 um, and see all that's in it and the beauty of it and know as you close that book, as you finish it up, as you finish that letter, that Jesus just is so much better. And if you're facing um, difficulty, suffering, hardship, if you feel like things aren't turning out the way you hoped or planned, um, you're in good company, first of all, and Jesus is so much better. Mm-hmm. So um, be encouraged by that. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Before you go, wait, we really, 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 really want you <laughs> to subscribe. Oh. Smash that subscribe Smash. button. Smash it. <laughs> that word was like really hard. to. I was like, subscribe. <laughs> subscribe, yeah. <laughs> I built it up too much. <laughs> um, subscribe. Uh, keep joining us. You can, you can set it up to where there's reminders, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever it is. And just stay tuned with us. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next week. Yum, yum, yum. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.